Today's the day Jesus comes to Jerusalem as the light to the world. Most people love him. They're moved by his sermons and all of his miracles, excited by the way he challenges expectations. He's a light to those who sit in darkness and a light to a city that's hovered by the cloud of Rome. But not everyone likes what they're seeing. As glorious as Jesus' light is, Holy Week also shows us humanity's propensity to snuff, at, snuff out the light. And how far we go to do that is awful. Because in this week, we arrest, flog, sentence, and murder Jesus. It's all done legally by the state at the request of the religious. It's awful. Now, Holy Week holds this tension, both light and darkness. The light of Palm Sunday and the darkness of Good Friday. The light of the world is up against the darkness of the world. And the darkness is ironic because it's the religious leaders who stand in it and who feel threatened by Jesus' light. They fear the size of his crowds. They fear his disciples and the public. They fear his miracles and his teachings they think are just too majestic. They are threatened by Jesus' energy and personhood, so they trick him, set a trap for him, in an attempt to publicly shame him in order to create division among his followers and ultimately kill him. Now, I say Holy Week is tragic because the light of the world walked right up to us. And our first response was to snuff it out. And 2,000 years later, we can still feel this unfettered darkness. As I'm recording this, America is in their seventh straight day of mass murders. Hate crimes all across the U.S., this kind of darkness is fueled by fear, which fuels threat, which fuels hate. And we need to be honest about something in ourselves. We all have both this light and darkness in us. And that's what's so uncomfortable about Holy Week. As powerful and hopeful as it is that Christ's light has come to a city and it's shining the light of the world in it, He's met with such darkness. And we see that both this need for the light and this capacity for darkness, it's in us too. Which may just be the message we need to hear today on Palm Sunday. For today we're reminded that Jesus has paraded in the city. He's the light of the world. He's come and He's shining God's light to all corners of the world. Are we excited about that? Or do we fear what Christ's light will expose. I've thought about this for some time, and I often wonder, do people really recognize or even want to recognize God? Or do we fear what the light exposes? If we fear it, this will lead to threat and will lead to acts of hate. Do you want to stay in darkness? Or are you ready by God's light to see more light? I ask this because I think it's vitally an important question. And it fits with our Holy Week theme of graves into gardens. If we stay in darkness, then we're burying ourselves in shame and sin. And we'll never see the garden of the Lord. 
If we shine God's light, though, then we'll see the same grave that we dug for ourselves back when we were in darkness. Now, this may seem ironic, but it's true. The light of Christ at Holy Week, now make no mistake in this, it exposes our graves. Holy Week doesn't skip over it or avoid it. It goes right into it. And as we'll see later this week on Friday, I'm talking literal graves. But as we can see today, we're talking spiritual ones too. We all have graves we've dug with our own hands, sins we've carried, scars we've buried, and that's why we've spent six weeks on shame. We prepared the ground of our soul during Lent to see the graves we've dug in the shadows of our shame. And we did this because at Easter, the light of Christ puts a spotlight on the graves and says, I can heal that. The story of Easter is that our graves turn into gardens. I love this. I was asked recently by someone, what is the gospel to you? That was the question. I remember quickly answering it and saying, Jesus is Lord. He lived, died, and resurrected, and we can now live with the love of God as we follow the life of Christ. It was a fast answer. It was the right one, too. I'm not saying it wasn't. But as I've thought about this moment, I've started doing what I normally do. I'm overanalyzing it, and it's got me thinking. The next time this question is asked of me, I'm going to say this. The gospel is woundedness healed, not woundedness avoided. I'll explain. The gospel doesn't pluck us up and out of the earth and set us apart as if to be avoiding the pains of life. The gospel is that the sins and shames and pains of life, the graves we dig for ourselves, they're not too deep or too bad to be healed, to fill to overcome. The good news of Easter is that our woundedness is healed. Our graves turn into gardens. But we have to let the light of Christ shine in us. And we then have to see the graves we've dug for ourselves. The light always exposes the darkness. We're no exception. We can't avoid the graves, but we can let Christ heal them. The gospel is not woundedness avoided. Staying in darkness, not shining God's light, avoids the pain of the graves. And this is bad. The gospel is woundedness healed, which means God enters into the grave to overcome it. So welcome to Holy Week. Will you let the light of Christ shine into the grave of your life? And will you be brave enough to let Christ heal it? It's up to you. Will you let the events of this week turn your graves into gardens? The choice is and has always been yours. So what will you do?